In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In the Synoptic Gospels, immediately after he is baptized, Jesus is led by the Spirit, the same Spirit who had descended upon him at his baptism in the River Jordan, into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And today, if you go to the Holy Land, you can see the Mount of the Temptations, which is on the west bank in the desert outside of Jericho. And on its summit is a Greek Orthodox monastery, which was originally built in the sixth century. And like many places in the Holy Land, it is, very, is a very stunning and beautiful uh, place. And it helps us realize the physical setting and the concrete reality of the temptation of Christ. But I think behind this vivid story, there also lies a profound theological question. Why did Jesus have to be tempted? He is the second person of the Trinity, God the Son, perfect from all eternity. What was the purpose of testing him with hunger or power or even with faith in God's love and protection? In his Summa Theologiae, St. Thomas Aquinas discusses the various ways in which human beings may be tempted. Properly speaking, he says, to tempt is to put someone to the test. Now we put someone to the test to find out something about him. Hence, the immediate goal of any tempter is knowledge. But sometimes, by means of this knowledge, some other goal, it may be good or bad, is sought. A good goal is sought when, for instance, one wants to know what kind of person someone is with respect to his knowledge of virtue in order to do him some good service. A bad goal is sought when one wants to know these facts with a view to deceiving or ruining that person. Thus it can be seen how various beings tempt in various ways. Human beings tempt sometimes just for the sake of knowing, and because of this it would be a sin to tempt God, since then we presume to test God's power as though we were uncertain about it. Sometimes also human beings tempt in order to give help and sometimes to do harm. The devil, however, always tempts to do harm by causing us to fall into sin. Thus, tempting is said to be his special job, for even if human beings occasionally tempt in this way, they do so insofar as they are agents of the devil. God, however, is said to tempt to know in the sense that one who makes others know is himself said to know rather like a teacher who tests his students. So it is said, Thomas concludes, the Lord your God tempts you so that it may be clear whether you love him. Well, of course we know that Jesus loved God. In fact, Jesus was and is God. But there is always a tension in the Gospels between Jesus as a human being with human limitations and Jesus as God who is all-powerful and all-knowing. And so perhaps we can say that on the human psychological level, the temptations were part of Jesus' growing realization of who he was and what his mission in this life was to be. We can also see that Satan did not know who Jesus really was. He knew he was a holy man, perhaps the Messiah. But the devil is not omniscient. <clears throat> He does not know the way, everything, the way God does. And therefore, he tempted Jesus to try to destroy him 
and others through him. But he could not do so, and this is the most important reason for the temptations of Christ as a model and an example for us. Jesus has been there before us. He has experienced the trials, the enticements, and the temptations which we experience in our own lives. He knows that we are weak and liable to fall. But Jesus was born into our world as a human being like us in order to conquer sin and death. His triumph over temptation, his purity and his wisdom, the way he turns Satan's mocking quotations of scripture back against him, all these were for our benefit. This beautiful story can help give us the strength to resist temptation in our own lives, and if we do fall and give in to temptation, to rise up again to ask God's forgiveness and to start to rebuild our lives. In his trials with Satan, Jesus has shown us three things. First, that man does not live by food and other material things alone, but by the spiritual gifts which come from God. Second, that God is goodness itself and the source of all that is good and true and beautiful in our lives. And third, that we should seek to obey the will of God in our lives rather than to follow our own selfish desires. And finally, because Jesus overcame temptation, we can be certain of God's power to prevail over evil and of his lo loving providence and protection in our lives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.